Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to Are We There Yet? I'm Katie Gossett. And when you have a baby, someone once told me it's like falling in love. And it actually is. Our children make us feel so many different emotions. But one of them, if we're honest, every so often, might be frustration or even anger. I would love to not lose it. I yell far too much. And sometimes I swear. Yeah, I definitely sometimes get to that point where I'm just so frustrated that I yell and and scream. You might recall a couple of episodes ago, we talked about tantrums, children's tantrums. Now it's our turn. In the back of your mind, you're trying to be a perfect parent. And quite often time is involved. Uh, The child is delaying things and you snap. Sometimes I sit in the corner and rock and cry. You know, occasionally I lock myself in the bathroom and cry so they don't see it. So this episode is about losing the plot spitting the dummy, throwing your toys out of the cot, all of those sayings that normally come from what babies and children do. But we do it too, and we've been doing it for a long time. Have a listen to this programme, entitled Don't Hurt That Child. It was made back in 1988, and it shows that parents have not only been getting angry, but they've been getting concerned about it too. One of the things that people perhaps are worried about with their children is, can you still love your children and yet get really angry with them. Is that, is that normal? Well, you'll be pleased to know that the answer to that was yes, it's completely normal. And 30 years on, it's borne out by our own clinical psychologist, Catherine Gallagher, who's experienced it firsthand. Let's take a moment and think about losing your rag. You have to admit it, it's bloody satisfying. <laughs> so it's OK to get angry. Our children need to know that their behaviour has an impact and that we are humans and that we have negative feelings too. Our challenge as parents is to try and stay in as much control as possible. So that's a theory. That's what we should be doing. But we really have our work cut out for us because children can be masters when it comes to pushing buttons. And we don't really get that until we have children of our own. It's interesting because I've done this job for a long time and before I had kids, I would have sat there and looked at parents I hope I didn't do this, but I apologise to any parents I saw when I was a young one because I'm sure I was judging you because I was thinking, well, just be calm. This is the plan. Why aren't we doing this? Then I had kids of my own and I realised, oh, my God. You know, these children take you to a place where, in fact, I've never yelled at anybody the way I yell at my children. Um, Now, of course, I'm going to tell you um, it's thoroughly normal, (laughs) you know, because it's to make me feel better. But, you know, it is thoroughly normal. That may be the case, but it's still hard work when you're in the thick of it. Sometimes I think to myself, how is it I've ended up feeling so cranky? So it can be helpful to look back and try and unravel what's led to this. 
So when we see pictures and images of parenting, it's all blissful smiles, look of competence, well-behaved children. In reality, it's tiring, can be hugely challenging, and our children are more often than not covered in mud or snot or staring at us in defiance. I mean, that's actually the, the, the stuff of life. Right, so we're up against it from the start, really. And then when you think that a lot of those images are from glossy magazine shoots and upbeat Facebook posts from other people, then you can end up feeling like your own domestic situation is far from blissful. When our kids are behaving well, of course we're happy, and it's all our own credit, you know, woohoo, look at us, we're fantastic. When that's not the case, we can beat ourselves up, or often others can do the beating up for us, as we can feel their eyes drilling into us, even if they're not. It's like everybody else conveniently forgets that what complete pains in the bum their children can be. Because at that moment in time, our child's the one who's screaming over a chocolate bar in the supermarket, and they're smugly watching their child chewing on a carrot that they pre-prepared earlier. So you can see how, again, these kinds of things can add into that frustration. And then, of course, these little people have minds of their own. They use those minds against us. (laughs) You know, they don't agree. Or they don't do what we've just said because they've got another opinion about things. So, again, we don't hold all the power around our kids' behaviour. Now, it's kind of reassuring to hear that. Despite what we think and what we expect in terms of our authority, we are being played. And indeed, it's okay to defend ourselves. And sometimes it's okay to let rip so our children see the magnitude of what they've done. I think sometimes you do have to be that big, scary person just to kind of try and cut that behaviour The trouble is, once we've said our piece, even if it was completely justified, that old guilt still follows. I always feel like shit afterwards. I hate it. hate myself afterwards. feel gross. I wake up every morning and think I'm going to have a day today where I'm not going to yell at everyone. We're going to have a lovely, happy, stupid wife's happy day today. (laughs) And I'm just going to smile through the day. And you can guarantee I get to bedtime and I'm going, oh, God, please let tomorrow be better. (laughs) So we get provoked, we flare up, we apologise and feel bad. But the thing about patterns like this one is that they keep repeating. And in the long run, that can be counterproductive. Because it's not actually that effective from a behaviour management point of view. The fact that guilt can make us give our children even more attention following on from an outburst, or they can get the thing ultimately they were wanting in the first place because we then feel so bad about how we've just behaved. All of this means that our tantrums aren't usually that helpful in the long run. So, say we've lost our cool, again. Yes, we should repair things with our children, and we should explain how we got to this point, but we should do it in a way that lets them know they had a role in this too. Now, that isn't about begging for forgiveness and saying, oh, what can I get you and, and what do you need? It's about saying, hey, mate, I got really angry there at then. Some of that was because of what you did. Some of that's because I wasn't managing how I was feeling. So I'm really sorry that I you know, lost my temper in that way and actually, you know, I needed to go off and take a few deep breaths. How about we both do that? Or, you know, maybe I'll do that next time and we can both try. Once I've calmed down, I'll say, I'm really sorry. Mummy started yelling and screaming and that's not OK. I was feeling really overwhelmed. So I kind of talked through the emotions. Couldn't cope with you both asking me questions at the same time and I just exploded and... What I really wanted to happen was for Mummy to say, I can't answer both of your questions at the same time. Can we both take turns? Now, I don't know about you, but when my child's done something, I have a bad habit of going overboard with the punishment, or at least with the threat of a punishment. One time I completely painted myself into a corner by saying that my daughter couldn't go to a birthday party. Now, I pretty much knew as soon as the words left my mouth that 
I wasn't going to follow through on that. But I just wish that I could learn to pitch the right punishment at the start. I think what happens is that often when parents have lost their rag and come out with a huge consequence like, that computer's being sold! The child and the parent at that moment know it's not going to happen. But often parents go, well, let's just pretend I never said that, and it kind of fades into, you know, oblivion. And what the child actually did kind of also gets forgotten. So I'm all for repair and acknowledging that, hey, not so cool, but mate, you still did that. And so a more realistic consequence is that you're going to lose your computer for an hour, or I'm still really angry right now. I suspect the thing I would say is going to happen won't be fair. So I'm actually going to go and calm down and have a think about it and I'll come back with a consequence um, for what's just happened. And it can help to kind of expect this stuff because, after all, we know our children. So it pays to have a plan in place. What are the kinds of things your kids do? So even if I'm starting to get angry, I've got a few practiced consequences that I know if I can just get out and leave the room, you know, actually this was something I in the cold light of day felt reasonable about. Okay, so pre-plan it for... Absolutely. Preparedness is vital. Back in the 80s, the Department of Social Welfare released a booklet for parents. A manual for raising kids, I hear you cry, at last. But no, this brochure, entitled There Are No Super Parents, was actually warning parents that they couldn't expect to be perfect. No one, as it turns out, is super when it comes to raising children. The Department of Social Welfare says every parent is at risk of abusing their child, and it's releasing a booklet aimed at helping them avoid making their child suffer. Programme director Pat Grainer says the booklet's based on the fact that while being a parent is enjoyable, it can also be extremely demanding. He says our society expects a lot of parents and people often feel they need to be super parents. So the booklet would have taken heat off some people, but could have been a wake-up call for others because it does raise the spectre of abuse, which we should touch upon here. After all, we've been talking about people losing it and that means different things to different people. I suppose we're looking at what's your definition of losing your rag? If it's a bit of a rant and a yell... No, I don't think that if that's every once in a while things kick off and that's what you do, you're not causing your child harm. In fact, you're showing them just how angry you can get, but that anger can get moved on from. But you don't want it to become an everyday kind of thing. If when you do lose it, you become abusive and actually physically lose control or verbally become really attacking and aggressive, that can be a problem. If in fact you're finding you're doing it more and more often, Um, and that wasn't normally the way you did things, that's a signal that maybe something's going on that you need some support around. So down to the practicalities. When you feel the anger building up, take a couple of deep breaths and try and be realistic, both about yourself and how you're feeling and also about your children. This allows us to plan for reality rather than hope for the best and be disappointed when the best doesn't always happen. Forgiving them and us for getting stuff wrong helps drop the drama and means that a situation is much more likely to be moved on from with an appropriate consequence in place. Another approach is just to walk away. Go for the electronic babysitter. Go like, right, I'm just going to put your favourite DVD on and we're just going to have a little bit of time apart for a while because you're being very irritating. So make sure you're getting plenty of support if you find you're getting angry too often and be supportive towards other parents because we're really all just muddling through. You know, when I sit in parent groups and hear just how devastated they can feel, you know, when their child's publicly shaming them by having a tantrum in the mall or whatever, 
I remember one mum saying that she went up and just said, hey, I've been there, um, you know, I'm with you. <laughs> You're doing okay. And almost all the parents in the group kind of had a tear or kind of just went, oh. And ever since that time, I do that. Even if it's just a smile or a friendly kind of wave or a, oh, we've all been there, that matters because we need to be supportive as parents because this job is hard. I've actually had that exact scenario happen to me. I think I mentioned it in a previous episode. And at the time, it was heartening to think that I wasn't the only one going through this stuff. That idea that actually we are not stuffing it up. You know, this is not our finest hour, um, but we're going to be okay. And, and I think that's the other thing that I see through the work I do is that children, you know, um, will will be okay sometimes despite their parents, you know. And our role is to try and do it as well as we can. But it's also okay to make mistakes. It's what do we do next? I think that's often the biggie. I think some people aren't very honest about having the explosions. I try not to hide that, you know, I do have <laughs> those explosions. And it's not great, but it is unfortunately part of us being human. It's not all Instagram and Facebook and happy, shiny, beautiful birthday cakes. It's the times when you scream and yell because you've asked four times for something simple to be done. <laughs> this is real parenting. This is what it is. And that's the show. Are We There Yet? is produced and presented by me, Katie Gossett. Alex Harmer does the mixing and Tim Watkins, our executive producer. And the lovely snippets of archival wisdom come to us from Na Taonga Sound and Vision. If you'd like to hear more, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and on our podcast page at rnz.co.nz. And while you're there, get your young listeners onto the latest episode of NanoGirl's Great Science Adventures. And don't forget to catch our next episode when I'll be tackling kind of a tricky one. How are we talking to our children about pornography? 